Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, JV, how are we doing, brother? Hey, man, I'm doing fantastic. How are you today? Life is good, man. Right, Another right. Monday on the pod. Dude, let's just go ahead and jump right into it right now, man. I mean, let's go. Um, Peacemaker. <laughs> A gorilla, a bunch of butterflies. Uh, yeah, um, that's accurate. Yeah, I don't know what to say about the episode, dude. It was, it, it finally went over the edge of like from the first one. <laughs> it finally went over the edge, man. It was, you know, the the first few of them were kind of like. This whole just like gunfight thing, right? Yeah. Uh, we didn't see anything weird to like the third episode, and we're definitely seeing some weird shit this episode. <laughs> uh, I I loved this episode, man. Okay, it just get like you said, it just gets more strange and weirder every yeah. episode. But this, like my man, I just love how chill he is as well. Like John Cena, oh, he's yeah. like. Why the hell did you tell me about that? And he's like, uh, you know, he has the um, the the helmet and yeah, has the X ray vision. X ray vision. Yes, yes. And he's just chomping these dudes down with yeah. the, with the shotgun, man. It's just a fun episode, and the team bonds finally. Yeah, they all kind of come together uh, to appreciate one another <laughs> finally. Uh, but yeah, just headshots, blood, gore. That was this episode. Everything we want from an HBO Max exclusive <laughs> yes. DC show from yeah. the mind of James Gunn. It's oh, yeah. all right here, led by John Cena. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, they didn't have to do the gorilla like that, bro. Yeah. I mean, my hand, man had to redeem himself. He had to, <laughs> he had to find the respect somewhere. He had, he had to rep his crew, yeah. bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That was unexpected. I thought, you know, it was going to be like a vigilante or whoever else, like, save the day at the end. But I thought Peacemaker was going to have to put hands on the gorilla. Yeah. Like like Jason Statham <laughs> style, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 
You know, Jason Statham can literally fight anything with his yeah. hands and win. I like how he just, like, throws that bomb in there, too. <laughs> He's like, I don't know what this is going to yeah. do. <laughs> <laughs> he just throws the bomb. They're all in the same room. It's not he, – he could care less about everybody else, it seemed like. Yo, team, um, if you're not watching Peacemaker on HBO Max, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Yeah. This show is just fantastic, <laughs> man. Really, yeah. Like, I cannot wait for – Thursdays are just phenomenal, yeah, bro. It's like you're just watching this clay man. Right, yeah. always, every time I see him, I think of like a like a clay golem. He's like He Man. Yeah, exactly. He's he's like a real life He Man, yeah. bro. And it's like whenever you see him like holding the gun and stuff like that, it's just like he's bigger that, than all of that. That gun looks so small, <laughs> but so, it's gigantic. So like life. obviously, like James Bond uses that Walter PP seven, which is a very small gun. Everything in John Cena's hand looks like a Walter PP7, okay? <laughs> yes. I think his suit's getting smaller, too. Dude, it's like he's, we're seeing a lot of belly, bro. <laughs> we're seeing a lot of belly. We're almost, almost, almost to the belly button now. You know like, I mean? like when he was in, uh, we seen him in Suicide Squad, when he's wearing, like, the blue shirt and the shorts, and, like, no matter what he does, his, like, stomach's out because his arms are so humongous. <laughs> Why the hell did he not play Conan? Right. Um, Barbarians. Right. Fantastic, bro. (laughs) Oh, all right. All right, brother. Let's start it. Welcome to this week's episode of Movie in a Pod. I am Clyde Smith. And I am Javier Villalobos. In this week's episode, we're discussing the trailers for Super Cool X, that Apple TV show, The After Party, and our movie of the week, The Flash. Javier, yes, sir. Drop some trailers to you, brother. Oh, yeah. let's talk about Super Cool, man. <laughs> what are your thoughts, brother? Man, talk about uh, super bad vibes, right? But you know that fifteen year later twist. Yeah, it's been a ma- I didn't realize it's been that long. Dude, it's still so good. I, I watch it on the reg, dude. It's <laughs> it's always on my list somewhere. Uh, but yeah, fifteen years later. Yeah. Anyways, uh, like I said, super bad vibes. And the only thing I saw in this trailer that kind of threw me off was that kind of crazy, crazy crash scene that showed. Yeah. And I'm hoping that it doesn't go over. It looked like it's going to go way over the top right there. But, you know, the reason we like that kind of movie, you know, with, with super bad was because it was like we just got done with that part of our lives. And we could laugh about it because we're like, yeah, that that, that went down a couple of times. Exactly. <laughs> there was but, nothing that happened in um, Superbad that, like, parts that we just in, encountered. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we have ran from the cops before. Okay? <laughs> Simple as that. So, <laughs> so I mean, I mean, at one point in time, you were the fastest man alive. Yeah, you know I, I mean? was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! No, man, this, this this trailer definitely does give you like those. I gotta give him a second, I'm sorry. guys. Oh yeah, he's a fast. He's so fast. He's fast. Get alive. No, so this trailer definitely does give you those super bad vibes, but they're trying to do it for like another generation. Is what yeah. it looks like here, what it feels like. 
Um, will it deliver? Probably not. <laughs> will I see this movie? Probably so. In the theater? Probably not. No, definitely not. Um, but I'll, I'll definitely eventually catch it. Probably enjoy a few laughs. Um, but no, we'll link this on our on our socials. So. Yeah, man. All right, let's move forward, man. Uh, this is a really interesting trailer. Uh, X. Yeah. Uh, so we got these young adults, <laughs> and they go to this rando barn house yeah. and ask these people uh, to, if they can shoot a movie there or something. They, but they, they don't tell them what type of movie it is, though. I mean, we know what type of movie it is. It's a it's a pornography yes. movie yes. is what it is, ladies and gentlemen. Um yeah, they're just out on this uh, farmland, uh, shooting the old the old porno, as as they do. You know, uh, interesting situation, super creepy. Yeah. Uh, looks like it's gonna be a lot of blood and gore. It's a horror flick, guys. It's yeah. not. It's not a real pornography. <laughs> um, it's definitely a horror flick. It's not a. Re- it's not a real porno. It's not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, it, from the trailer, the trailer tells us a lot, right? The the old couple that's there. Uh, the guy's like, "You guys can work in here." We yeah. Let my wife know what's going on. Uh, the wife kind of gets out. The wife's a little mentally unstable. Oh yeah. And. Blood and guts and ass is just everywhere. So in, in, in the trailer alone, you know yeah. what I mean. So it's it's a lot going on. Um, this is gonna be right up there in, the, in that horror film. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go like. Uh, I don't know if we should go like sit next to each other in a movie theater and watch this one. I don't think. I mean, we should. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a movie that I actually want to see in the theater, brother. I'm good. <laughs> Uh, I, I, yeah. I didn't say we we're going to have good trailers every week, right. ladies and gentlemen, right? <laughs> uh, but we will let you know about what's upcoming yeah. uh, down the pipeline there. So definitely looks like a low budget horror movie. Yeah. Um, but it's real vintage, like uh, real dated look, I guess. So that's what's cool about it. So it is set like, it looks like the 70s. Yeah. Um. But also, like, the camera work and the, the photography does give you those, like, 1970 vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that looks pretty cool. So, <clears throat> will I eventually see this? Yes. In the theater? Definitely not. They probably won't even play it at our theater because of the pornography stuff. So, whatever. All right, man. Let's get to what I really want to talk about here, brother. And uh, I hope you enjoy this trailer as much as I did. Um, actually, I'm deep into this already, like yeah. three episodes in. Uh, this new Apple TV show, man, The After Party. Brother, talk to me. Yeah, fire cast, man. Dude, so good. So good. I have not watched it. Dude. Uh, one, because I don't watch stuff on Apple TV because I don't have it. Yet. So, it wasn't on my on my radar. But, Murder mystery in a series. How, how many episodes is this one supposed to have? You know, um, right now there's only been three episodes. Mm-hmm. They say they're gonna do eight. Okay, eight is what it says on the old Wikipedia. Right, right. Who knows if that's true? Mm-hmm. I, I believe in Wikipedia. But let's talk about this real quick, <laughs> man. <laughs> 
I didn't know where we were going to go with that. <laughs> no, it's all good. So let's talk about this, man. So it has a great cast, man. It's led yeah. by Tiffany Haddish. It's got Sam Richardson, uh, Zoe Chow, Ike Barinholtz, Ben Schwartz, oh, um, yeah. Ilana Glazer, uh, Dave Franco, and uh, a lot of great other people in this show, man. And the two guys who are like, who just know, like th- th- these kids are like in our age group. Yeah. Right, at least in the, in the show, and the two guys who like know us so much, man, is like Christopher Miller, like Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. Mm. Like th- those guys, they just get comedy, man, <laughs> and they just get like our like. What are we? What What are we? We are a ge- we're not Gen X. We mo- we're millennials, right? Are we still millennials? Uh, Does it change? I don't even know how this works. I don't. I think everybody just gets a new. <laughs> is that, <laughs> is that, does that work? <laughs> I, th- I think there's a new one every time. I don't know. Whenever somebody decides there should be a new new name for somebody. All right. Well, this I have no clue where we are. All right. Well, this is like the class of the high school class of 2006. We graduated 05, so it's right there. Right. Millennials. No, didn't we? We graduated in 06, but we were the class of 05. Right. I don't know how math works. How many times do I have to tell you this? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure we were the class of 2005. And we graduated but, in 2005. That's how it works. May of 2005. Okay. I I do know one thing I, when I damn graduated high school. <laughs> damn it. Okay. <laughs> but no, man. Um, This is cool. So this takes place at a high school reunion, at an after party at a high school reunion. Yeah. Um, And there is a murder that does happen. Mm-hmm. Um. And we kind of get the the play by play of each character and and how they saw the party and what happened and their take on it. It's just hilarious, guys. <laughs> I'm three episodes in. This is just so much fun, bro. Yeah. To just unpack and to see everybody's point of view, man. And it got it got me thinking a little bit, right? We've been to a bunch of parties and uh, bars, clubs, and stuff like that, yeah. right? And and you have your point of view. I have my point of view, right? But like this show. And it's a, it's a it's a technique that's been used before, um, but I guess not really at a party like this. And seeing everybody's point of view and it comes mm-hmm. together, and that's the fun. And like how how obviously you view a situ- a situation that we're both watching, yeah, is different than how I view it and how I right, uh, right. take from it and how I relive that if I wanted to say it again, yeah. Um, and this just goes into the funny that's, man. Well, that's what's funny about it. I mean, it just yeah. You hear everybody's takes, and and for you, it's just like, why? How'd you? Where'd you come up with that yes. story? Yes, exactly, yeah. man. So I, I highly recommend. We'll we'll post this on our okay. socials as well, man. This is this is fun. <laughs> uh, this is a millennial who done it, man, and that's that's what I love about it the most. So we'll definitely post this, guys. Done. All right, brother. Let's go ahead and jump into our movie of the week, brother. We yes, have sir. Whiplash. Really excited about this flick. Man. Oh yeah. Uh, this movie dropped in theaters in 2014, a very long time ago, and I'm disgusted with myself that this is the first time I watched it. <laughs> was yesterday morning. I mean, same for me, man. Dude, first time I so seen disgusted it. with myself, man. <laughs> um, just a few other flicks that came out that year, man. Uh, that awkward moment, also starring our lead this week, Miles Teller. Oh, nice. Uh, Fury, The Fault in Our Stars, The Maze Runner. I love that series, guys. I yeah, heard. 
Um, Lucy. <laughs> I do talk about yeah. the genre a lot. <laughs> uh, Lucy, Let's Be Cops, uh, American Sniper, Neighbors, and the Christopher Nolan instant classic, Interstellar. Dude. Let's Be Cops. That was, that was fire. good. Yeah. That was good stuff. Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> like 2014 was actually like a great year for movies, man. <laughs> and it's 2014 and we're in the middle of, um, you know, Marvel taking over the world. And I did not mention yeah. a single Marvel movie. I'm pretty sure we've said all of them. <laughs> uh, at some point or another, <laughs> we've talked about every single. They're so good. They're some, so good. Some way or another, they've been talked about. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. So, um, Whiplash is written and directed by Damien Chazelle. We have a budget of three point three million, and the box office brought in forty nine million. Yeah. So, dude, I want to talk about that real quick, man. Yeah. So, uh, Whiplash is produced uh, by Blumhouse and Blumhouse Productions, and I, you know, they've been around for a while. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to figure out, like, what their niche is, like, what they do. Like, because they also did Spiral. So, they do really good, like, produced movies mm-hmm. on very low budgets. Yeah. Get Out, same exact thing. Yeah, I mean, there's, in this one, there's not a lot going on. I mean, I think you're mostly playing salaries. For, still, but it looks, still looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. it looks fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, like, 3.2 goes all to you-know-who, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. All right, we have starring in this one, uh, as you said, uh, Miles Teller as Andrew Neiman, who is the jazz drummer, our, our main guy. Uh, J.K. Simmons as Terrence Fletcher. He is the jazz instructor at Schaefer, uh, Schaefer Conservatory? That is correct, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> uh, Paul Reiser as Jim Neiman, uh, Andrew's father. Melissa Benoist as Nicole uh Andrew's love interest in this movie. Uh Austin Stowell as Ryan Connolly. He's another drummer in the band with uh Andrew. And Nate Lang as Carl Tanner, who is also another drummer in the band. Yeah. <laughs> so we we see them a lot. Yeah. <laughs> They're a big yeah. big part of this movie. All right, brother. Um I know this one's not gonna be difficult, but go ahead and give us yeah. a quick synopsis. So we have Andrew Neiman. He's a jazz drummer at Schaefer Conservatory in New York City. Uh, he's trying to reach his childhood goals to be a legend in the jazz world. Yeah. You know, um, so he gets into this advanced ensemble with Terrence Flesher, who's a conductor. Uh, turns out this guy's kind of abusive to his students. I mean, and in all honesty, it's kind of like select students is from what I saw. Not like it's not like the whole band, <laughs> uh, and and you know he sees it as trying to push these guys to be even better than they ever thought they could be. Um, there's big altercation, and Andrew's dad convinces Andrew to talk to a lawyer because kind of the mental state he's left in after the whole mess went down. That leads to the big final battle between Andrew and Terrence. It's almost it's almost like a, a three round fight at the That's end. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, bro. Uh, All right. Uh, Let's jump right into it. Yeah, man. Uh, We got this very determined freshman at this uh, New York Music Conservatory. 
and he strives to make it and be the best drummer while being physically and mentally tortured <laughs> by an instructor <laughs> who strives for nothing but the best at any cost for his students. Yeah. And that's that, man. Like, that's, like, between what you said and that, that's, like, I'm in. Yeah. And I knew, and, like, what pisses me off about myself by not seeing this movie until yesterday mm-hmm. is I knew this was the plot. I knew this had, like, the great young Miles Teller. Mm-hmm. And I knew this had J.K. Simmons. But this was just always on the back burner. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll eventually <laughs> yeah, catch yeah. Whiplash. But I'm so glad I did, finally. Yeah, it kind of catches you by surprise, to be honest. Like, the, the way it kicks off uh, seems very... Uh, very happy. Yeah. It's a very uh, good thing that starts going when he's selected to be in that band. And he's excited about it. And then it just takes that twist, like, immediately. Like, the first minute he's in the <laughs> that band room <laughs> with, the, with the advanced class. And, you know, this is what I did, right? I played in concert bands, marching bands, jazz bands. And, you know, a teacher might lose his cool every once in a while, but I've never seen nobody, like, just throw shit at people. Dude, this dude was wild. And, you know, and how would that ever go by? Like, I don't think as a person and as a musician myself that I would ever sit there and be like, all right, this is a cool guy. You're going to throw cymbals at my head and chairs <laughs> and, you know, go crazy. Dude, let's go. Yeah, I mean, it's getting getting into my personal life. (laughs) Which, which, trust me, I got a few questions for you. Yeah, oh, that's fine. Later on. All right, man. Um, Miles Taylor as Andrew Neiman. Yeah. Once again, he's this uh, freshman drummer at uh, this music school, Schaefer. We're going to be the best, man. He is driven by his personal goals to be like his idol, Buddy Rich. Um, I have no clue who Buddy Rich is. He is a drummer. Very famous jazz swing drummer. Okay. Um, he's done his own stuff, his own ensembles. He's played with other legends as well. Um, so he's that that strive to be. And you see, like, when Miles is really practicing, trying to be fast, trying to get good grooves and play fast, that's what Buddy Rich does. Dude. Plays really fast, really good feels, and... That's that's a jazz drummer's idol. It's just what it is. Awesome. Um, and you can say that in, in uh, Andrew's eyes, man. He's determined, uh, kind of an a-hole towards his family, right? Yeah. He loves his dad, appreciates his dad, but the rest of the family at that dinner, he was kind of an asshole. But they were, <laughs> don't get me wrong, they were being that way back. Yeah. But, like, he had the last burn every time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he had the last burn, dude. Which yeah. was a great scene that kind of sets up his personality where, like, he's basically pushing everything out yeah. for great greatness, right? Um, his determination even leads him to break up with Supergirl. <laughs> like, he... Go, like, like that, yeah. That really does solidify what, like, his personality what he's going after man he'll do nothing you know he'll do anything at all yeah. costs to slow his progress dude asked her out yeah yeah dude oh, showed yeah, an interest yeah. towards her started dating didn't well, even see her often well, <laughs> well like he didn't have the the courage to ask her out and then once he got 
told to be at that advanced class. Got, he's a, little, like, got a little swagger. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that was – that's what he's got to do, and he sees it as an issue. That, you know, that's his his uh, his choice to make. But this whole thing is just not good for a person. Yeah, and that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what I kind of want to dive in with this movie, man. So, yeah. um, dude, he is locked in. You know, he was raised by a single father, and we learned that his mom left when he was young. Um, me, Clyde, not knowing anything about jazz band or really musically inclined, yeah. you can just tell this kid has something special, right? And that's kind of what he's portraying. He's not portraying like an average, okay drummer. You yeah. know, he, he has rhythm and timing down, and he has something special there. Um, and, and he, he knows it, has yeah. a little chip on his shoulder, especially when he gets moved to that jazz band room. Um, and he's aggressive with his approach to be great, and it's something – not gonna lie, dude. I actually admire, right? Right. Like he, a lot of people have no focus, right? And yeah. his focus is he's zeroed in. This is it right here. Yeah. I'm just gonna be in my room. I'm gonna be in my small studio apartment, and I'm just gonna learn drums, play drums, try to get as fast as possible. Learn all this. Mm-hmm. I mean, he learns Whiplash. Yeah. Like off the top of his dough, he knows it, right? <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. was just another great scene. Well, I mean, he does put the hours in. It seems like. Uh, practice hours. Javi, uh, before we jump over here, man, question. Yeah. Is this is this realistic in, like, young musicians' approach to, to learning music and, and getting good? Now, you got to put in the time. You got to mm-hmm. put in the, the practice, the scales, the uh, making sure you know how to play in tune, uh, knowing your music, knowing how to read music. It's a lot of shit that goes into it. Yeah. It, it really is, but, you know, it's also a thing that some people are good at, some people struggle with, and they try really hard at, and the way this movie portrays, like, getting into that band, some it's tough, because, you, you know, you have a limited amount of people in there, especially a jazz band, they're small. Yeah. So, you're constantly battling people to you know, just move up to a first chair position, just getting in. Um, And then you get this smaller, more, I like they call it here, like the the next level, the advanced classes. Yeah. Advanced bands. I mean, you got to put in time. Gotcha. I I mean, that's all there is to it. And, you know, I I played trumpet and there was many, uh, you know, busted lips. From playing, practicing, you know, I got a scar, I got a scar on my lip where it's split open multiple times while I'm playing. Wow. Uh, it happens. Wow. Yeah, right. I mean, it's, I mean, this movie pushes it pretty far, like the whole uh, bloody ice, the ice pitcher. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's somebody who's done that. But I wouldn't, I mean, my hand's busted open and I can't play. It doesn't do any good to keep destroying your hands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. At some point it's, uh, it's time to just, just take a break and, and, and heal. Okay. Cause you're never going to get better. You're just going to keep getting worse because you're just going to keep getting worse. 
got you. All right, let's jump over here to J.K. Simmons, man. Terrence Fletcher. I mean, uh, what were your thoughts, brother? Dude, this dude is just a projection of emotions. Yeah, like he he just puts it out there all the time. In this particular movie, you're in his face the whole movie. Like it's just. It's just the camera. It's the just camera the boat. Right yeah, there. like like magazine uh, <laughs> headshot the whole time. Uh, but he comes off as like uh, a real concerned, sweet person to to uh, to my or to Andrew. But it's just a flip of a switch, and he's all over him. You know, uh, not really sure why. It was like that, like, I know he wanted him to be in time. He wanted him to play exactly his tempo, but, like, it was just to a whole whole other level. And I don't I don't understand that, like, how that was. <laughs> so, yeah, man, so we got a mean-spirited, driven jazz instructor um, at Schaefer, where Andrew is. This guy's verbally and mentally abusive and sometimes physically abusive in his quest yeah. to find the best potential <laughs> out of his students, brother. Um, yeah. He is the ultimate asshole music teacher, but demands greatness out of his students. Yeah. Uh, just a quick summary of his assholeness. Uh, I actually, yeah. I actually wrote this down. Okay. Sweet. Uh, he throws weight insults, uh, homophobic insults. Super. Gone mommy insults. Yeah. Uh, female looks insult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like the first minute we see this guy. Yeah, yeah. We way. don't even um, know anything else that's going on in the movie other than this at this point. You know, these are like 18, 20, 21 year old <laughs> kids, right? And being belittled and berated by a grown man. And here's the thing. Yeah. They look up to this guy. Yep. They search for his, you know, validation and admiration. Mm-hmm. Because uh, he's this great jazz musician, right? Yeah, and they want to be in his band. They want to be in his band because yeah. they know that he can open doors. Exactly. And stuff. Exactly. So they endure. Right? And that was my next question. Uh, you know, dude is the ultimate monster. You know, with your musical background, is there anybody in your life that was like this guy, close to this guy, that you that just maybe not? I think he was like to the tenth power. Yeah, yeah, he was he was to a point to where it somebody needed to step up and yeah. let somebody know what was going on. I mean, that, it was basically an abusive relationship. Exactly what it was. Same same situation, you know, uh, you know, marriage, you know, especially when you spend as much time with these people, you know, in the bands uh with the conductors with other musicians, you know, it's it's a relationship. Gotcha. Um, I've never seen somebody like that before. Gotcha. Okay. Um, luckily, my uh, <laughs> my band teachers were very, you know, they let you know if you're messing up and if you needed help, you get help. Um, but, yeah, this was ridiculous. Do you recall a time, you recall at least one time, right? What's the, what's the heart? Because I'm trying, because like, I love J.K. Simmons' character in yeah. this, but I hate him at the same exact time. Right. He's, you love him so much that you hate him. You know, I, I don't know what <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to say there. We, we, liked him at, we like him as an actor, but we're not feeling the character. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, he's almost like, 
you love Heath Ledger's Joker, but you also know Heath Ledger's Joker is the bad guy. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. You, you love um, Denzel in Training Day, but you know Denzel in Training Day is like the most crooked cop on the planet. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's the same thing with JK here, man. But can you do you recall like the hardest? or the most difficult time that you've had with an instructor? I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, and I apologize, um, but just kind of jumped it into my head here. I don't know, man. I I was uh, just I practiced, just, man. Just musically talented, just natural, I practiced. Uh, I did what I had to do. Yeah. You know, I, I played through high school, and I, you know, I went to college to teach music, which I dropped out of, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> yes, sir. But uh, I mean, you know, it's it's there's not really a specific time where I remember like somebody being like that. Gotcha. Now, you know, we've always had like uh, band camps and stuff where we were out, you know, for hours marching in the sun. It's hot. Let's do it again. Y'all going to keep messing up? Let's do it again. You know, and, but at the same time, it wasn't like, like they did, like he did the the drummers in this one where it's like just drilling until they're about to die. It wasn't like that at all. Bro. So like, that's, that's something I want to talk about. So like, I, I not knowing as much music as you. Right. Right. I mean, you know. The, the nuts and bolts. The nuts, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, When he was going through the three of them, and they were just like, nope, next, nope, next, you're not getting it, you're not getting it. I'm over there like, what What are they not getting? They all sound the exact same. Like, what are you not, and That's then, and the then, point and then, and then when um Andrew finally got it, he sounded like the other two kids. Yeah, that's the point. I don't think it was uh, any problems at all. I think it was him just putting them, Putting them through it, dude. Make and to his point at the end, towards the end of the movie, trying to push them to be better. Yeah, and you know it's it's the you know his point was you got to keep the my tempo. You know that's the drummer's job. He's got to keep the tempo. If he slows down, the band's gonna slow down. If he speeds up, the band's gonna speed up. And I just felt like it wasn't so much that either of them was really bad. They just weren't where he wanted them, even though they were good. He wanted them to be better. A lot better. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good take there. Uh, Like I said, dude's the ultimate monster, man, (laughs) but definitely enjoyed him in this flick. All right. uh, Let's move forward here, man. We got uh, Melissa Benoist as Nicole. Uh, she's a movie theater concessions worker. She's also in college, and this is the person that Andrew works up the courage to ask out to go get some pizza. Now, are we talking about like a weeks of a relationship, right? See, that's the I thing about this movie. You don't know. You don't have a time. Frame, I have no clue. It was like right? he was. He asked her out. He played in the band, and then he was breaking up with her. Well, she did say that. I don't, when he was breaking up with her, that I don't see, we don't see each other often now, and you think I'm going to pull you down, right? Right. Um, But because of his determination (laughs) to to his craft, and I guess this is, 
this this goes back to like, do you know anybody like this? Yeah, right, Javi. Have you ever encountered somebody like this who is just so uh-huh. entwined with getting their music like perfect that they block out everything else? Now I've known, I've known people who have been like, this is my time to practice. Yeah, or you know, I got something coming up. This is what I'm doing. You know. I just want to be alone. I just want to practice. Let me do my thing. Yeah. Uh, I've never really known anybody who was like, no relationships, no nothing like that. I mean, I've honestly, I've never been to that level that he was at. So, whole different ball game. Got you. Got you. Well, all I'm saying is, he breaks up with her. Yeah. What's the Supergirl, bro? He yeah, with Supergirl. He really yeah. messed that up, yeah. man. All right. Yeah. And honestly, she was just telling him, like, just keep doing what we're doing now. I'm cool with it. <laughs> She's in college. Yeah. Like, he's in college. Like, she has. She's like, I don't, I don't want you to be around that much either. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just so, in, in that scene, it just kind of dropped on you. And yep. you're just like, oh, wow, he's really doing And he's being blunt with her. Mm-hmm. Super just laid it out on the table. <laughs> this is how the next three months are going to go, okay? Yeah. One of the best scenes in, in the movie, actually. All right. Uh, Paul Reiser as uh, Jim Newman, Andrew's father. Uh, he's a loving, caring father uh, that he goes to the movies with. His father gets him his first drum kit. Um, and Andrew's off to the races uh, with his love yeah. for music and drums, man. His his father, Paul Reiser, man, he he is dad. He is, yeah. he is that, that loving caring dad who's going to do anything for his kid. Um, you don't see this a lot with fathers in movies. You see, you know, the tough dad or yeah. the, the the caring dad with his girls and stuff or with his young young kids. And they're usually <laughs> tough on their older kids. This kid's in college mm-hmm. and he, he is there. He's loving and he's caring. And that's obviously because like mom ran out. So it was only been them too. Yeah. Um, I do like it's It's once again, it's a supporting role. Uh, but it's definitely a good role and somebody that Andrew can can talk to and express yeah. his feelings to when he doesn't have anybody else and he doesn't have a girlfriend anymore. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's exactly where he was. Yeah, man. All right, brother. Um, I just want to talk about these sets, man. Yeah. Um, this was filmed in L.A., uh, but it takes place in New York. Uh, this movie it's actually dark and gloomy but there's a point to that though right mm-hmm. you get that really dark vibe his apartment was dark yeah um when he was at his dad's house it was very dark the, the practice jazz, rooms practice and, rooms yeah. were just dark um a lot of it he was walking around at night he was in the movie theater right and that kind of just brings the point home of like focus mm-hmm. and right? a little bit of uh at some point a little bit of depression yeah yeah, yeah, a lot of focus, but a depressing focus. Yeah. yeah, of this is this is who I am right now. Yeah, is is what that kind of tells me with all that doom and, and, and gloom look, man. Um, yeah, you know, from the band room, Andrew's apartment, it's all dark. I I love the look and feel of this movie, bro. 
Um, there was there wasn't a scene that I was just like, "Ooh, that's a that's horribly set up." And that's yeah. what I go to the movies to go see, man. Is how bit how how you're gonna fill this screen up? So, yep, definitely. Uh, no bright areas. Oh, dude, no, it wasn't a bright movie. No, but like that's the thing. The first few moments, you're like, "Okay, cool. This kid's <laughs> life is gonna turn around. Everything yep. that, that that he wants, he's about to get." Yep. And then it just stays dark, and yep. you're like, "I get why." Yep. So. Man, I know I usually talk about the, the music as well, brother, but um, I wanted your opinion this week uh, since you're the man at that. So <laughs> talk to me, man. I'm all right at it. Um, such a good score. Dude, so good. So good. Every It's just the jazz, the... Uh, I mean, there's some parts where it was just like radio music. Yeah. Uh, selected very well for those parts. But the score um, composed uh, by Justin Hurwitz. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, just I just want to put the soundtrack on. Dude, yeah, it's one of those, like, throw it in the yeah. background. Yeah, and just listen to the, to the instruments, listen to the drums, listen to the saxes, the trumpets. Um, just... Just so good. <laughs> what about well, let me let me ask you this, and I definitely appreciate that. Um, the music that they played for the jazz band, and then obviously at the end, mm-hmm. um, I once again, you know a lot more about jazz than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, very advanced music. I was feeling that right. I was I was really feeling like this is not like beginner stuff. No, not at all. Not at all. Those are. The songs that are wrote by, or the, those are the types of songs as well that are wrote by the legends. Okay, um, you know that you know focuses a lot on Buddy Rich, and you know you don't you don't just pick up an instrument and play those kind of songs. It's not one you. I just, mean, if you're Javier Villalobos, you uh, do, but you it's, know, it's not stuff you just like. <laughs> you just listen to. And you can just play it. Gotcha. Um, because it's so exact. You know, th- those types of songs, you know, they, they want them, you want to play them like they were written because that's how people want to hear them. Uh, you know, somebody who who did a, a badass solo, a sax solo, you want to hear that sax solo. You don't want somebody doing something else. You want that. And that's why these bands have to be so tight. That's why Fletcher wants them to be so tight. Yeah. Because you got to hear that music. And all it takes is somebody hitting a flat note to, for me, it just hurts my ears. See, okay. So that's, that was my last question right there. <laughs> Damn it. Javi, you're on it, brother. So that's exactly what my last question is, man. So when... That that first scene in, in Andrew's first day in that advanced right, mm-hmm. did you hear somebody was flat? Did you pick up on that? Because obviously, yeah, shit. that that you can't hear that through the TV. Got you. Okay, got you, you. If you got if you got four or five trumpets in front of you blasting at you, yeah, you can hear it. Okay. Now, and there's a there's a twist to that. If you got somebody who's if everybody's in tune and one person's not, you can hear that. Yeah. But you can have everybody out of tune and one person in tune. You can hear that as well. Okay. Um, 
but like through a movie, you can't. It's tough. It, yeah, yeah. You you got a very uh, linear sound. You know, you don't have everything kind of coming in. But yeah, yeah, you can definitely definitely hear it nice. when you're in the right spot. Yeah. Nice man, nice dude. That that's why the conductor has everybody facing them in a like a half moon shape. So you hear everything coming at you, and you can hear all the bits and pieces. Okay. Yeah. Learning stuff every day, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. I didn't know you were going to get such a good music lesson today, did you? <laughs> Movie in a pod. All right, man. Let's go ahead and uh, jump to um, the theme. Um, this film explores a few different themes, but the one that resonated most with me... Um, you don't have to put everything to the side in order to obtain greatness. Or do you? This movie's a double-edged <laughs> sword in that regard, though, man. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, he, I he did that, and then th- that last scene, he showed his greatness, but also, like, at what cost, man? He wanted, like, you know, he obviously was out of school. Mm-hmm. He didn't have the girlfriend anymore. Yep. He's not close with his family other than his dad already, but like at, at what he didn't have any other friends. No. We never saw him talk to anybody else. <laughs> at what cost, man? Just you know cussing I mean? everybody out the whole movie. So it's this movie's a double edged sword where you can obtain greatness, but at the same exact time you're yeah. missing out on so much other stuff. So I just wanna add something to the end of that there. Um so the movie for me was great the way it went through until the very end of the movie final battle of the movie. Okay. So as a musician in a band or formerly in a jazz band as well, if somebody comes on stage and just starts playing the shit out of some drums and just tries to steal the spotlight of the show, we're going to meet him out back at the end of the show. That's, that's, that is super disrespectful. Everything he did at the end. I'm sorry. Jazz band fight. Jazz band <laughs> fight, guys. <laughs> you know, co- coming back on stage and and doing that was super disrespectful to the rest of the band. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. But what, okay. But the setup here, and I don't want to yeah. spoil too much of the movie, right? Because I want you guys to definitely see it. It's only 106 minutes, but... Um, I, I know what you're gonna say. He didn't know that first, so like it was, it was. I don't think he was disrespect. He didn't know any of those guys anyway. Yeah, yeah, right. So I don't think it was disrespectful to to those guys. He didn't know them anyway. It was disrespectful to Terrence, to Fletcher, right? And uh, well, well, first off, first off, the man shouldn't have been there. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yes, that whole thing, that whole thing shouldn't have happened, regardless. But like, you know, it's just, it's just a disrespectful thing to do that to any musician. That's like somebody playing a forty-minute guitar solo while everybody else in the back just keeping beat for him. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same thing. You know, this dude's just beating on the drums, trying to prove himself. You know, you got first you shouldn't have been there, and you got, you know. The wool pull over your eyes, or however you say it. Yeah, I yeah. Say it. The rug pulled out from under. I don't know. Whichever one you want to use. He got bamboozled. <laughs> man. He got bamboozled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. So that's all I'm saying. Um, the the last point I want to make, man, is that. Uh, Sorry for that rant. No, dude. Yeah, I love it. I need, we need more of it here, brother. 
Uh, this kid ran away from a T-bone car crash to play yep. in the jazz band competition. Yep. This kid's determined. Yeah, he's to, definitely to be the, the greatest. Definitely giving everything he's got. I mean that that right there is giving. I mean, he almost gave his life. I mean, he couldn't. Uh, ain't got much more. <laughs> There's no, <laughs> not much more. I'll be there in a second. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna gonna run with this concussion and broken back and stuff. I am concussed right yeah. now, but I'm gonna play 40 minutes of, of jazz music. Yeah. <laughs> Whiplash. What were your thoughts, brother? Talk to me. Like I said, I enjoyed this whole thing. I mean, it's really a really eye opener to people who, you know, are in a re- abusive situation. Whether it's the teachers, whether it's a spouse or just your significant other, a random person, you know, the the initial instance may not be that big of a deal. Yeah. But long term, it's gonna, you know, like what happened to one of the students. Yeah, thing, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, and I love the music. I love seeing the the ensemble, seeing the practicing, all that stuff. Just kind of brings me back to when I, that's what I was doing. You know, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give this one a four out of five buckets. Okay. Uh, Definitely rewatchable. Um, just, you know, seeing J.K. Simmons in that tight shirt the whole time. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, uh, J.K. just yeah. swole with it, but, man. But a good movie in general. Good good uh, theme for the movie. Bad. How about you, man? Uh, this movie brings it, man. Um, not being musically inclined, except I'm not gonna lie, guys. They used to call me Lord of the Dance. Okay. Um, true. This true. movie brought me into a life at a music conservatory, right? Where I had no clue that this is what these kids do, and this is how competitive it is. And yeah. you want to get that you get that chair, man. When, it's all about that chair. Yeah. When I was in college, it was get up in the morning, be at Class at eight. I've class till about two. Get off for a few hours and then go to practice. Wow. You know, that was seven, you know, six, seven o'clock at night practicing every day. It's a big circle. Wow. Yep. Um this also showed me uh you know, the what these young musicians will do to be great yep. and and they'll risk it all. Like this kid his fingers and his hands were bloodied up and bandaged oh, yeah. most of the time. Um, and obviously everything is to the 10th power because it's a movie. Yeah. Um, but I, I do know guys that was in, you know, drums at even our yeah, high school. That, yeah, those sticks will, will rip your hands to pieces. Exactly. Yeah, that's no joke. Uh, this movie gets four buckets of popcorn for me, man. Uh, definitely put this on the nice. rewatch list. Uh, just the performances of Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons makes you want to watch this over and over again. They're so good. And the music, so dude, good. Sick. The music so is good. Fire, guys. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I I usually it's it's really tough, right? I watched this yesterday morning, Sunday morning, mm-hmm. and when I'm usually watching a a movie, you know, 
there's Candy Crush, there's stuff, but I put it down for like important scenes. Mm-hmm. So I got I got to focus. Um, this for 106 minutes, man. This movie brings you in, and you're just in it for the entire yeah. ride, brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a fun movie, brother. All right, team. Thank you for subscribing to this week's episode, Talking Through Whiplash. Next week, we will be discussing Being the Ricardos. And that's streaming on Amazon Prime. I am Clyde Smith, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as I am Clyde D. Smith. I am Javier Villalobos, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at MrJ8200. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.